0: I'm here talking to Kendall. I'm here talking to Annie. We're talking about the abuses the kids suffered at St. Joseph's Orphanage in Burlington, Vermont. This is part one. There's too much horrible shit to cover at once. Um, the content warnings are for child abuse, child sexual abuse, and death-defying household chores. Proceed with caution on this one for sure. You can follow us on Instagram at Tell No One Podcast or drop us a line at tellnoonepod at gmail.com. Air your grievances. I'm willing to read them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to reconsider. <laughs> Sources in the show notes, everything's alleged, <laughs> but this is definitely Tell No One. going to blow the lid off this place. I will be almost word for word 100% reiterating Christine Keneally's breaking news. Okay. She wrote this long article for BuzzFeed and she spent like years doing research on it. Yeah. Credit where credit is due. 1000%. The nuns at St. Joseph's in Burlington, Vermont were up to no good. Okay. We live there. We live here. (laughs) Um, I remember when this started to break, yeah. and I was like, can't read that. Can't think about that. Yeah, can't read that. Yeah. Okay. Burlington is a bit cursed, and is also like Ted Bundy. Birth, birthplace. Well, didn't he come here, find out he was not who he thought he was, and then go kill a girl immediately? Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> he was born in like a... The Lund Home? Yeah. For Unwed Mothers. Yep. And then came back and the girl died when he was here and was murdered. And so we've been putting together the links. (laughs) So here's the deal. A lot of these stories are compiled by these lawyers in the 90s who were trying to get some retribution for the people who, like, suffered in these orphanages. Some of these are from depositions. Some are, like, first-hand accounts told to just, like, their lawyer. Yeah. And this might, if this is triggering at all, this might sound like a 20-page laundry list of horror. Horror? Okay. (laughs) So if that is not something you can handle... Totally respectable to bow out. I can't, though. (laughs) Kendall will not be. (laughs) Do you feel ready? Yeah, ready to love her, Be So Joseph Barquin arrives to his lawyer's office in the 90s. Mm -hmm. He tells the lawyer... He had recently married and that his new wife had been shocked by the sight of terrible scars on his genitals. Okay, not so subtly dropping that he was a virgin till marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is cute. <laughs> or at least like they hadn't had sex. You know? well, yeah. Wow. All right. In the 90s. Cutie. Okay. He explains that the scars are from his time in the early 50s at St. Joseph's, an orphanage in Burlington, Vermont. He calls it a dark and terrifying place run by an order of nuns called the sisters of Providence. We're very near Montreal. um, And they like send them down to work. Not not queebs. I didn't know we were talking about queebs. Hell yeah. There's a language barrier at one point. Oh my God. They're going to be so mean. They're Kendall. They're like, I have 20 pages on like historically mean nuns. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. He has memories of a girl being thrown down the stairs he remembers the thin lines of blood that trickled out of her nose and her ears afterward. Uh oh. Was she okay? No. No, she died. He remembers a little boy being shaken into shock. That <sighs> is, I'm sure, a daily event. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. He can't have eyes on every room. Yeah. Joseph as a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't eyes in the back of my head. Right. He remembers other children being beaten over and over. Ooh okay. gee. Gotta do it. <laughs> You don't have to do it. And he himself had been dragged by a nun into a little room under the under the stairs uh. um, where she forcefully fondled him <gasps> and then cut him with something very sharp. He didn't know what it was. He just remembered that there was blood everywhere. What the And that fuck? is how he got his scars. I have no idea what that she bitch did. She took him to the Harry Potter room and did some gentle mutilation yeah she did didn't she okay and what the fuck is that truly what's that that's that something is else. i like loathe me- i loathe men or i there's something odd it to has it. to be like a religious thing right like you're gonna be dirty soon Oh, God. Right? Well, I yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you're impure in uh, some way, uh-huh. and you will be paying for that by having your dick slashed. Usually, it's just like serial killer moms who, like, scrub it so hard with yeah, soap. Yeah, usually they dip their weird kid's dick in lie or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But he got it, like, slashed. <laughs> <laughs> what, is that not true? <laughs> That's true. Um. So, horror, horror, horror. Like, okay. worst shit ever from the jump. Um, so he is the first former resident to come forward. Um, Damn. he starts groups where survivors can share what has happened to them. Oh yeah. So like off the bat, he hears from 40 survivors. Holy hell. And then soon it's at 80 and on and on. Cause it, it was running from, I believe the thirties through the seventies. I could look that up though. Hold on. Oh, my God. What? Ooh, okay. I am wrong. From it was open from 1854 (gasps) to 1974. Oh my God! A hundred years to slash a hundred years. Yeah, run by nuns, dude. I hate it. Where was it? Uh, you mean like North Ave? It was on North Ave. Yeah, haunted. Yeah, there definitely is a haunted energy. Did North Ave? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay, some of the things that go on in these groups. One woman who was called on to tell her story weeps in fear that God will punish her for saying it out loud. Yeah, I'm sure the psychological torture for was sure. on another level. For sure. And a lot of these children... um I mean, not that it totally matters, but, like, a lot weren't truly orphans. Their families were just so poor that they were kind of sent here as a safe place, a better place for them to live and be brought up. I wouldn't say so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, some of these children, like, their parents chose to send them here, so maybe they came from religious families anyway. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And they're like, this is nuns. Great. Yeah, like, will be a good place for you to live. Yeah. And um, I don't want to talk to you. I'm not that into you. <laughs> <laughs> um." Many participants recognize each other not by name, but by number, because the nuns call them by a number. Oh. Fuck. Hey, 14. Oh my god, is that 14? <laughs> I haven't seen you in years. Yeah, when they arrive, the nuns sometimes change their names or call them by a number. They're like assigned a number. The kids don't know their birthdays. So they don't know how old they are sometimes. Oh my god, it's like flavor of love. <laughs> oh my god. It changes their name on so, day yeah, one. Yeah, suddenly you're hoops. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> okay, so a man named Roger Barker speaks and he talks about an incident in which a nun told a group of older boys to rape him. Whoa! Uh, the abuses are like tenfold. Like, pick a lane, they've done it. What's you know? wrong with these bitches? <laughs> these fucking crazy bitches. There must be something. Maybe there's a thing. Obviously, some of them have a weird thing about boys yeah i mean they hate men and women <laughs> yeah because also some of the other nuns will say like i loved having the little boys the girls less so because they're not pure they're like temptresses as and soon like, as they everyone turn five hates girls you know right because it's all rooted in that but like they're little girls until they like start poisoning the boys yeah but shit like that but then like we're also like cut the dick off the boys okay Are we cool with anyone? I'm like, I'm not even going to get into this, but it's like, God made us lady. Like, why do you got to (laughs) like, yeah, I mean, like the kids are going to want to, I don't know. They're not even like being weird kids though. Like they're just like, that is the main thing that I took away is like the kids say a lot of this shit was not punishment. It was not because you had done something wrong. It was because you woke up today. Right. These nuns were just like filled with rage. And like ladies, you gotta find a better outlet. And they like all congregated together. Yeah, I mean, that is groupthink. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, some of them talk about one nun who I'll I'll do a whole thing on her later, but she's like, I got there when I was 18 years old. I didn't know how to like raise children. So I started hitting them or whatever the fuck. Okay, sister. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But I think it is a groupthink thing. And I think that these women were so rageful. Yeah fucking poor qua though girls right yeah like wrong Um, yeah whatever whatever. a woman said she had watched a nun hold a baby by its ankles and swing its head against a table until it stopped crying there's a lot of baby stuff what the fuck okay i'm not gonna um, ask it is unadulterated rage is no one like where's my baby i don't think that anybody is able to do that right now kendall okay Cause like if your baby ends up here, it's either cause it was taken from you right. or you fucking died right. or whatever the fuck. Or I do not died. see like another, you know, like an 18 year old girl being able to like come here and claim her baby. Right. But like older kids are like, like their adult parents are like, here's my little kid, but not um, my baby. I mean like some of them, some, a lot of them are from town and just like their parents can't afford to, help to right. actually take care of them. Some of them are literal orphans. Right. Um, You know, you know how they do it. Like, they do a good job of cutting the kids off from the outside world, telling the kids, like, no one's going to help you. Right. And, like, they didn't want you. That's why you're here. You don't even have a name. (laughs) Yeah. And there are cases of kids telling local social workers when we get to, like, later on, like, the 60s, 70s. And they just don't do anything. Right. All right. This must have been um, a punishment of theirs because one man speaks about how at home now he would regularly lock himself in a box. What? I mean, the lasting effects of, like, whatever the fuck went on when you were five. What box? A trunk. <laughs> a refrigerator box? No, it gotta be a trunk. You know uh, what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of their punishments were, like, being locked in places... Oh, good, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so he's totally fine now. Poor fucking. That's like so deep, man. That's so deep. That runs no, deep. That is the worst shit I've ever. Some of the most upsetting parts of this are like the ways it still affects them today. Yeah, like, h- I mean, holy of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not your regular child abuse. Hell no. Mm-mm. And someone writes to Joseph's lawyer, telling him are warning him that the diocese has sent a spy to the group meetings. Oh, see you later. (laughs) I don't give a shit. And like, fuck right off. So Sally Dale um, went to these reunion meetings and she, the first day, she feels a sensation of like, oh no. Oh no. I don't want these things to be true. Uh And I'm realizing that I have my own stories too. Yep. Yep. And she, the next morning wakes up and is physically sick. Oh my God. Um, And she just keeps, she's sitting up in bed going, no, 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 no. And her husband is asking her what's wrong. And she's just saying, no, you know, that reminds me of the keepers. Yeah. Where it's like repressed memories and they're like, what the fuck? And it totally yeah. like upends their life when they're yeah. like 50, in their fifties. Yeah. These people are all older. Yeah. You just like the trauma brain is such a wild thing. Yeah. So Sally, when someone in a meeting mentions that one time she had thrown up and one of the nuns made her eat it, Sally remembers that happened to her too. That happens to a lot of them. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. She says she could hear the voice of one sister telling her when she threw up, you will not be this stubborn. You will sit and you will eat it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Because there's something about that for me that is like, when a kid throws up, they need care they they need to be like coddled and taken care of like a kid yeah. has an upset tummy or something but what is it in your brain that makes you do the opposite and you get fucking mad at them for it you know They're what i mean so like bitter or like resentful yeah. or something something i see this little light and i want to squash it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and like original sin stuff too of like you have to be reformed oh shut the fuck up you guys mm-hmm. get over it for real there's one day when Sally is outside with another nun, and they're the only two out in the yard at that time, and she hears glass break, and she looks up to a fourth-story window uh, where she heard the break, because they're like old-school uh, old, old school windows, not like double-pane like they are now. Right. And she sees a little body falling to the ground, is a little boy, oh. and she says... She's asked to describe uh, what that was like in court at one point, oh. and she says his body hit the ground and then she with her hands kind of makes a makes a motion for what the body does and the guy goes bounced and she goes yeah I guess it bounced. I'm sorry. That is that alone Dunzo is infinitely traumatizing. Kendall if that That like- one day <laughs> If I ever witnessed anything like that, I want you to kill me. Send me back <laughs> at the back of the line for my next shot down here. Yeah. I want to fucking redo. I want to ride the bench for a while. <laughs> yeah. So I've, someone, so a, a, a nun, threw a kid out a window? Well, Sally looks up. She goes, my eyes were so stuck on the figure in the window. I, I could see her habit today. Oh, fuck you. She, but she's a little kid. So all she can think to say is... um. She turns to the nun she's with and she goes, sister? And the nun takes hold of Sally's ear, turns her around, walks her back to the other side of the yard and tells her, you have a vivid imagination. We are going to have to do something about you, child. What? Throw me out the window? What? I've seen too much? (laughs) I'm fucking fine. (laughs) I've seen too much. (laughs) You have a vivid imagination. They're like, I'm going to sprinkle some gaslighting just to make your day. Sprinkle some, like, you're crazy, no one would ever believe you, bitch. Little girl. (laughs) Oh, my God. And the kid's dead. (laughs) i was just making sure. Yeah, he's dead. Um, What the fuck? Why are you killing kids? For real. (laughs) By the way, like, when they look into these things, there's never any record of any kids dying. Of course. Um, So, like, fucking duh. Why would they keep records of that? they find. So she's in the orphanage. She's probably six years old-ish. Smokes a pack a day. (laughs) Oh, no. She's been caught running and giggling in the dorm. Despite all fucking odds. Like, she found a moment of joy. Yeah, Yeah. Mm. And they're like, fucking, I don't like that. Yeah. She's marched into a room by a nun who is known to always carry a thick razor strap, which is like a little leather. It would be like being hit with a small belt you know? Yeah. So sister Jane makes her lie face down with her dress yanked up and her underwear pulled down. Then the nun sent in Eva, who was a seamstress and she was one of the only like employees who Sally felt safe with. Mm -hmm. Eva comes in the room, sees Sally like that and stands there frozen and can't make herself hit Sally. Right. And then Irene is sent in another of the only staff who the kids feel safe with Again, she can't do it either because you see a kid who's so defenseless. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sally hears another nun say that she has no problem doing it. (laughs) Okay, bitch. Spooky. (laughs) So she comes in the room, brings a strap down hard on Sally from the back of her neck all the way down to her ankles countless times. Back of her neck. Sally does her best to hold back tears and the nun is yelling, you will cry. And then Sally begins to weep. And then Sister Jane, who brought her in the room, demands, how many times do we have to tell you? If you cry, you cry alone. If you smile, the whole world smiles with you. I don't know what you're talking about. So, like, you got me to cry just so you could come over and say, like, smile. Don't cry. What the fuck, bitch? What the fuck are you talking about? Go fuck yourself, Jane. You're like, what's wrong? Yeah, very, like... like, Dun dun. Obviously Sally can't see the damage on her own body, on the back of her body, but when Irene sees it, she gasps. Okay, Irene. It is tough because like, I get that Eva and Irene couldn't do it themselves, but like, you did let the nuns do it. Oh yeah. You know? Irene brings Sally across the hallway down the stairs into the office of the Mother Superior and shows her what has happened and says this isn't right. Uh, Mother Superior replies, Sally was going to end up in reform school anyway. So the next time Sally is sent to Irene and Eva for a beating, Irene does it herself. Uh It says Irene hit her, but only on her bottom. Sally was so overwhelmed with gratitude that the next day she told Irene she loved her. What a fucking mess, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is bad, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The idea, too, that like, just because someone is only hitting you and not torturing you, that you're like, I love you. I mean, <laughs> the psychological damage knows no bounds. Like, this is astonishing. Yeah, this is astonishing. When she's older, they put her in the nursery to look after the really little kids. Okay. Um, she says sometimes she would see the nuns doing things to them, but she didn't know where to go to tell anyone. I mean, yeah, there is no one. And... Um, Sally's been here since she was fucking two years old. Like she doesn't even know any outside anything. Oh my God. So she goes, sometimes I would ask them why they did those things to the little kids. And they would say, because they were very bad boys or girls infants. They're like, toddler age or like they, the nursery They're very bad <laughs> very <laughs> bad oh. she remembers the radiators in there they would get really hot so she remembers that the nuns would sometimes put the little kids on top of them and purposefully stand them up so that they would fall over because little kids can't stand up on their own these yeah. kids are so small, they can't stand up on their own. Yeah. So when they put them on there, they obviously fall over. And they would get their little legs all caught in the radiator, or like between the wall and the radiator. And they would, they would get burns and blisters from the heat. We're steaming kids. Yeah. They'd cry and cry. when, And when they did cry, they'd then be locked in a closet. Oh, nice. And like them in there alone with their little burns, burns. <sighs> burns. It's like... You couldn't write it. Sally says, sometimes I would pray that either we would get killed or they would. Oh, for sure. To meteor take us out. But it never happened. I really believed that nobody, even God, did not love us and that we would have to stay here forever. Well, that's the thing is like, they're not only being like, I'm punishing you here, but like, I'm putting also the fear of God in you. Like, yeah. like not just like you're scared of me he, as a human. I'm telling you that like the universe and God himself is... Hurting you too. Oh, well, I'm like working There's for him. There's no Earth. like salvation. Like you yeah. die and you still go to hell. Like how how would a kid recover from being told over and over again that they're bad? Yeah. Like in a good and evil, like a heaven and hell kind of way. Like you're a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. So at one point, a lawyer asks Sally to write down whatever else she remembers, and here's what she wrote in ninety six July twelfth. I had a dream last night about the orphanage. but the funny part is my eyes were wide open. I saw a sister come into the girl's small dorm, and she came over to my bed and told me to come with her. She took me by the hand and brought me to her room. She put me on her bed and started to touch me all over. I was so afraid. Then she took my hands and told me to rub her all over while she put her fingers where it really hurt, and I did not like it. Uh Uh-huh. Then she told me to put her fingers where she had touched me on her, and I said no. She got so mad that she gave me a strapping real hard and sent me back to my bed in the dorm and told me to never say anything about it. So I did what she said because I was really afraid she would hurt me again. Oh, there's Uh, never a moment. She's just being attacked from all sides. Here we are on a summer day. There in front of them was North Beach where the water was clear and lovely and shallow. As she waded in the shallows, Sally saw two nuns and a boy in a rowboat head out to where the water was deep, and this is they would do this a lot. What? What? Sally had been taken out on that boat too, as had many other children, and she knew what came next. The nuns throw you in the water. They said it taught you how to swim. These bitches are <laughs> psychos. Like psychos. Yeah, they are. <laughs> You're making everything fucking horrible. <laughs> We can't even go to North Beach on, on a <laughs> summer day. Hell no. Cooling herself off. And she's like, oh my God, the nuns are paddling out to dunk a kid. They, like may or may not come up. Why does every day have to be a horror show? <laughs> <laughs> when it was her turn, Sally had discovered that she was in fact a strong swimmer. Mm. Um, but the boy in the boat was screaming. She watched as the nuns threw him in, and then she waited and wondered what had happened to him. When the children trudged back up the hill, Sally asked a nun if the boy had drowned. Don't worry, the nun said. He's gone home for good. Are you (laughs) kidding? Yeah. I, what are you? Wh- this isn't like. This is like serial killer stuff. This is like sadist, fucked up, weirdo shit. Like this I'm is not, not like I got mad and I shook a baby, which right. is already fucked. But like this is like my life's mission is in fact to hurt and kill children. <laughs> <laughs> to hurt and kill kids. <laughs> wow It's like I'm yeah. coming up with like. <laughs> in it, it's innovation. The final destination. For <laughs> the final destination <laughs> orphanage. No. No. <laughs> no yeah like n- fun no <laughs> creative new ideas it for no fucking reason like no i mean they're never obviously but like like you're just gonna go to the beach and be like some of us might not come back <laughs> just because they're feeling like it yeah he's in the lake right now i know i think they might find his body Oh my god, I'm sick. There's one boy, Maybe I mean, they do this a lot, so maybe there are multiple boys who die that way, but there's one boy who they another kid remembers watching him get pulled out, like dead. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is literally unbelievable. Okay. A girl, a nun had pushed down the stairs. Irene, you know her, had told Sally to keep talking to the girl and keep her awake. Oh, that's my job. (laughs) I'm literally like, oh my god. (laughs) But the little girl just moaned. She had a huge bump on her forehead and big dark bruises around her eyes. That's sad. Mm Mm-hmm. So she helped Irene take her to the hospital. Someone takes a girl from them and goes, oh, another mishap? Yeah. All our kids are accident prone? Yeah. They just keep flying down the stairs. What the fuck? Ugh. Um, the girl's family took her home. That is what the nuns told Sally. So. Oh. Oh, oh, they definitely didn't then, right? I don't know. Uh, Mary Clark. who Mary never cried, but she would make tearless little sobbing sounds, and the nuns hated that. Um, they did everything they could to make her weep properly. They hit her and punched her and kicked her feet out from under her, and twice Sally watched them rub onions in her eyes. Um, I'm like, oh, you're crazy. You're sadistic bitches. And then Sister Jane gets the, the razor strap yeah. and grabs Mary by the scruff of her neck and announces that she's taking her to Mother Superior. Anybody who couldn't cry, she said, was completely nuts. I'm completely nuts. Oh, I'm completely nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adaptable. This is the last time Sally ever saw Mary. Okay. And again, she's told that Mary is home with her family. All right. I think that might be just not true. She's out of the farm or whatever. Yeah. 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 Out to pasture. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> there is one boy who she had heard run away from the orphanage with his cousin and he was wearing a, a metal helmet and somewhere along the way he crawled under a fence and was electrocuted to teach Sally a lesson. The nun brought her along with other naughty children to his funeral as he's in the small open coffin. Sally says he didn't even look like a boy. He looked like a blackened thing with holes all over him from being burned. And a nun makes her go up and um, kiss him. Close the casket. I know. Close it. As she bent down toward him, the nun whispered that if she ran away, the same thing would happen to her. No, because I don't have a metal helmet. So. So think about that. I might freeze to fucking death, though. That happens up here. So another day, Sally and another girl, Patty Zeno, are washing the windows. Okay. Listen listen up. Listen good, Kendall. Oh my god, they're like on the scaffolding. <laughs> Are they? Here's the setup. The first girl would wash the inside of the window and the hold the second girl's ankles while she would climb out onto the windowsill and wash the outside of the window. Okay. You're telling me not only am I the man on the ledge, but yeah. but like then we switch and then I'm my friend's life <laughs> like, nose goes. <laughs> that is insane. And you were like, joking. They go to bed at night like, fuck. But every night <laughs> they're like, day. Oh. <laughs> tough day. day, like in our friendship. You know what I mean? You're like, I was like... stressed today. <laughs> so Patty is out on the windowsill when, <gasps> when Sister Priscilla, fucking maniac, comes storming into the room. She punches Sally in the arm and tells her to get out of here. Tells her to get out of oh here. Oh, my God. More stress on Sally. So she tells her to leave, and Sally backs away, but she's still in the room when the nun reaches through the window frame and shoves Patty. Out the window. Patty spins away from the window, somehow able to keep a foot on the window sill. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so Sally comes over, like, runs over and grabs her by the ankle. And grabs her by the ankle and one arm. Patty crashes hard against the brick wall on her left. She's, <laughs> like, swinging in the This is Mission Impossible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is, like, <laughs> like, surviving. The music, boom. <laughs> swinging out of, like, a. Your friend. As you, as one arm and one ankle, it's like I, I myself am only seven. I'm seven. Are you fucking kidding? (laughs) So (laughs) what's going on? So Sally. Patty back in. Oh my god, these poor, like, seven-year-old girls are, like, fighting. And then for a while, they hung on to each other crying. Like, they just, uh, like, stand there crying, like, holding each other crying. Yeah, they're like, uh, um, hey. We haven't been around for a long time, but I know this isn't right. Surely this isn't life. Right. Is that all? The- <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, by the way, if you were out a window when we were seven years old, you would have dropped me. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Is that all there is? (laughs) All right. A little while later, after Sally tells that story, the lawyer who she told it to, who's like gathering all the stories, got a call from a one Patty Zeno. No. Calling to give him her own independent recollection of her time there. Yeah. She doesn't even know that Sally's talking to him. Okay. And she goes, A nun called Sister Priscilla pushed me out of a window. Corroboration. Corroboration. She remembers that Sister Priscilla had it out for her because one time she dared to report her to Vermont Catholic Charities. Mm. Sister Priscilla told her, You will pay for it. And then get this bitch, as she shoves Patty out the window, she mouths, You will pay for it. No. <laughs> really? Like you wake up and you're like, Have beef with a seven year old girl. So fucking weird, dude get over it i don't know like if you're that miserable try a new lifestyle like you know <laughs> what i mean like, yeah like journal or something <laughs> <laughs> journal like focus on gratitude <laughs> take like, a walk quit being a nun like if right you, you like know what isn't I mean? this supposed to be happy well aren't you supposed I guess to be not. like filled with god's love or whatever the fuck i think you're like, a demon bitch the old school view is like yeah suffer. Now. (laughs) Suffer now. Now. Suffer tomorrow. (laughs) Suffer forever. (laughs) And then die. And then die. (laughs) (laughs) And then it'll be great. Okay. So here's one thing when when they began litigation, Sally's had filled out a questionnaire for the defense and the, one of the questions was has she been sexually abused while she was there and she wrote no. But by the time her deposition is going, she's changed her answer to hell yeah. She remembered. And then they're fucked up that the lawyer working for the sisters is like, "Excuse me, something uh-huh. isn't adding up." Uh-huh. And she explains that it wasn't that her story had changed. She didn't know what constituted sexual abuse. Yeah. He asks her, "Did you think of it as abuse back then in the orphanage? And she goes, no. Uh, back then, she explains she hadn't even heard of that term. She, yeah. didn- she didn't know what to call it. Of course not. She had been abused by um the brothers. Oh, so we've not even okay so we've got the other lady men involved and they're, there's men too yeah okay he asks her how do you know that they were men so how do you know they were like church officials yeah and not just like other boys from the orphanage right because they were kept separate so the girls weren't like seeing the boys all day long you know what I mean right and they're suing the church not the other not boys, the other boys yeah. yeah so she holds up her fingers several inches apart suggesting the length of a penis and she goes what can I say Like, they were grown men. Okay. Uh, Okay. So, if you're a lawyer for, for the church, like, you are going to hell. Right. So, he brings it back to things that would happen with the nuns in their bedrooms. And she kind of reverts to a childlike place. And she explains that when the nuns made her put her hands down there, the nun, quote, got sweaty or wet or something. See ya. Got a blast. See ya. Leaving. The rest of her life. So she's there uh, at nine. A family tries to adopt her and they don't let them. When she's a teenager, the nuns tell her she's still too young to leave, even though she's 18. Uh, and they tell her you're going to be here forever. which When she's 23, her older sister's husband comes and picks her up and takes her away. 23. Whoa. From two to 23. Yeah, I've got stories to tell. I've been here my whole fucking life. Everyone else is here for like a year or two. Oh, wow. Wow. Why her? I don't know. Well, by the time she was older, they were using her as like an employee. You yeah, know? and I guess it because she got there when she was two, she has no reference for like what life for who is. I can call to get me out of here. Yeah, yeah, like other kids are like, no, this I know is not right. Yeah, and like I have like an aunt or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like who is nice to me? Yeah, exactly. Ugh. So okay. Marilyn Noble, she wrote a a memoir called Orphan Girl Number Fifty Eight. Oh, my God. Um, so she remembers being forced to slap herself 50 times in the face. And when she didn't do it hard enough, a nun did it for her. Uh, when a cut under her fingernail becomes infected, uh, she's so afraid to tell them. It, she tells them, like, when it's almost too late, she almost, like, loses her finger. Yeah. Here's, I'm surprised they even helped at all. Me, too. Here's some attic stories. The attic? The attic. Oh. <sighs> They're often locked in there mm-hmm. with scurrying mice and the occasional bat. Not a bat. Not a fucking bat. Um, the attic was at the top of a narrow spiral staircase. Of course it and was. the nuns themselves were um, like afraid to go up. So if they were dragging a kid up there, they'd have to have two nuns because one was scared to be up there. And they'd leave the kid up there like overnight. A little kid. Um, okay. There were, back then and there are today, names scratched into the wood of the doorframe. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, there was a chair up there that looked a lot like an electric chair suspiciously <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i would say suspiciously like an electric chair uh-huh. sister mary jane would strap sally down to the chair for hours as punishment the real torture was psychological throughout the hours <laughs> she would taunt her that the chair was gonna fry her awesome sick this one's really tough for me okay. uh, there's a huge metal water tank up there with a big lid Children were sometimes made to climb up the little ladder and drop themselves in, and the nuns would then close the lid and leave the room for however long. Okay. Uh, you're treading water in there for just how long, babe. What, what the fuck? fuck? What if they like forgot you in there? They probably did. At least a lamb type shit. Oh boy. Here's a story of a little girl who stole a piece of candy. <gasps> Uh-oh. So many women have separately recounted this story um, because many children were present for it. Okay. So there was a day where they were all gathered together to witness a punishment. Nice. Oh my god, love that. A girl was placed face down over a desk and beaten. Um, And this is like interesting for how the memories work, you know. So one woman remembers that the nun, or two, remember the nun used a paddle. One remembers that the nun had used a piece of wood two or three feet long, but when that broke, she reached for a paddle, mm-hmm. and then eventually the pant- the handle of that paddle snapped. Oh my! And she got God. another paddle huh. and used that one till she was done. Ah, oh, done. They said you could always tell when they were done because the last one was the hardest. But it's not over yet. All right, I didn't think so. All the women remember that the nun then pulled out some matches. Huh fire play really (laughs) I haven't seen shit like this since the army hammer episode (laughs) the nun then says something to the effect of like this is what happens when you steal so the drama I know she lights the match and the girl is held down she holds the girl's hand over the match with her hand touching the flame and like burns the girl's hand some women remember the girl was struggling and crying some remember that they were all crying the nun does the same thing to each of the girls fingertips The girl is fucking weeping and confessing, and I'll confess to fucking anything, man. Yeah, dude. Um, The girls are all told that if they ever mention this again, they will never see their parents again. Okay, one, I never will anyway. (laughs) She can never work for the government. No, she can't. I'm, like, clenching in a lot of ways. Yeah, so the lawyer who's compiling everything... Uh He's able to piece together using background information that that girl's name was Elaine Benoit. He cannot find her, though, Mm. until one day he got a phone call. He answers, I'm Bob Widman. What can I do for you? And the person goes, are you looking for Elaine Benoit? He goes, yeah, I'm looking really hard. And she goes, well, I'm Elaine. And he goes, I've heard this story. And she goes about the burning. That was me. Just like everyone had said. So one of the main points about that story was about um, the like trauma memory yeah, and how each girl remembers it maybe a little bit differently. Like one girl might think this was what she used and one girl is like, no, she used a belt or Mm -hmm. one girl is like, no, what happened this year? And another girl is like, no, what happened a few years prior? Yeah. That can all like happen. Yeah. But um, if, like, the center of the story holds, then the story holds weight. So, like, if if the fucking main, the meat of the story Mm -hmm. is that a nun burned a little girl, Mm -hmm. she probably burned a little girl, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And also how each story kind of builds on one another as proof of concept. Mm -hmm. So like the quote um, from the article is, It might be hard for someone to believe that a child was punched in the face until you hear that another child was tied to a bed and beaten. It might be hard to believe that a nun would hold a kid's head underwater until you hear that other nuns would cover a baby's mouths until they turned blue. So like if you just hear one of these out of the blue it would be like that is too horrible to fucking believe mm-hmm. but if you hear a pattern of behavior over and over right. it is like oh we're just operating in hell. Yeah, like uh, bad things happen here. Yeah, got yeah. it. Believe it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. Ugh, not the vomit thing again. <sighs> Another vomit story. One woman talks about um being in line one day and the girl in front of her vomited. And a nun was enraged and tells the girl to clean it up. The girl can't find anything to clean it up with. And the nun tells her, you know what I mean. Get down there and you lap it up. Not the term (sighs) lap it up. So the girl says, I did what I had to do to survive and get out of there. I got down and I lapped up the vomit. (laughs) Lap? I will find Lap? you, bitch. I Lap will it up. find you, sister. <laughs> Rest in piss, bitch. <laughs> I hate you. What the fuck are you talking about? Dude, no. And also, like, I'm unclear about the, like... Who is she at each line of that story? So, like, are you telling me you left up someone what else's else vomit? vomit? I, I, I thought we were going there. I will I will shoot. That's when you're, like, throwing yourself out the window. But, like, I can't believe these kids aren't aren't doing things like that. Yeah. Because this is, like, right? you live in fucking hell, dude. Maybe some of them did. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I'd be like, bestie. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> Next time we're on window duty. Like, don't stress about it. <laughs> uh, no, Mm-mm. Debbie Hazen remembers. Rather than just put me in the attic where there was windows, there was light up there. One nun put her in the trunk because it was dark and she was afraid of the dark. Right? They are like I want. I want you to suffer. I need you hopeless. Like they're, they're like, like, it. like, <laughs> they're <laughs> like the <laughs> it Pennywise. Yeah, they know. They know what your fucking thing is. Yeah, yeah. like your deepest darkest nightmare. Yeah, because they're also in the position of your mother you know what i mean i hate these bitches i hate these bitches like there's just so much more i didn't know all this we'll do part two That's shortly coming. it'll yeah. be right there so part two coming soon this was the worst shit ever you know for the time being feel free to absorb the information right share the information do not tell anybody where you heard it seriously tell fucking no one <laughs> bye <laughs>